Canaan UCB United Congregational Baptist Church of Reality. I am your leader, teacher, and guide to the straight path, Bishop Isaiah M. Morris. I am glad to be able to talk to you today, House of Canaan. We have a new book that we're going to be coming out of frequently. It is called The Law of Thinking. I have noticed that static is in our podcast platform. I am sorry, I cannot do anything about that. So listen closely. It is a lot in this book pertaining to the laws of Moses. We are going to study and take our time to understand what law and how we supposed to follow that law. So the name of the book is The Laws of Thinking. 20 Secrets to Using the Divine Power of Your Mind to Manifest Prosperity. This is by E. Bernard Jordan. Now, we must get an understanding to the laws or getting to know the laws we are going to be talking about. The law, one, the law of becoming. Two, the law of Spirit. Three, the law of attraction. Four, the law of writing. Five, the law of risk. Six, the law of habit. Seven, the law of passion. Eight, the law of the vow. Nine, the law of the word. Ten, the law of mind. Eleven, the law of the journey. Twelve, the law of oneness. Oneness. Thirteen, the law of predestination. Predestation. 14, the law of humanity. 15, the law of faith. 16, the law of planning. 17, the law of money. 18, the law of system. 19, 
the law of prosperity. 20. The law of the harvest. We're going to, today on this episode, talk about the law of coming. The scripture that's following this law is Exodus chapter 7, verse 1. Exodus chapter 7, verse 1. That tells us, and the Lord said unto Moses, See, I have made thee a God to Pharaoh, and Aaron thy brother shall be thy prophet. Then the Lord said to Moses, Again, see. I have made you like God to Pharaoh, and your brother Aaron will be your prophet. Who are you? You may have thought you knew the answer to that question, but you probably did not. Don't tell me your name. That's what you're called. You're called. Not who you are. Until you know who you are. You will not understand where you belong. Once you knew who you are. Once you know who you are. It will become abundantly clear why you are here on earth in your body at this time. Let's begin this exploration by looking at one of the most famous scenes from the Old Testament. Moses speaking to the burning bush in this passage of the Bible, Moses hears the voice of God speaking to him from a bush that burns but is not consumed. Aware that the bush not being consumed is a miracle. Moses humbles himself before the Lord and receives the charge that will change his life, liberating the Hebrews from bondage. In Exodus 3, 13-14, Scripture says, Moses said to God, Suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they asked me, what is his name? Then what shall I tell them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. 
This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. In those who, in those two words, I am, reside the wholeness of your true nature. God pleased. God placed you in this world not to wait around for him to put things into your hands, but for you to declare, I am yourself. When you state, I am, you declare not just who you are, but what your purpose is. They are one and the same. This is one of the essential truths of the laws of thinking. When you declare, I am, you become God. That's a statement. United Congregational Baptist, I'm going to say that one more time. When you declare, I am, you become God. Your divine nature, ignorant minds, will look at that statement and call it blasphemy. But that is only because they do not truly understand the nature of the relationship between God and man. Now listen to this, United Congregational Baptists. Each and every one of us was created in God's image. There is nothing in God that does not exist in man. And nothing in man that does not exist in God. You were sent here by I am, and I am is the state of your mind and your imagination. There is divinity in you if you can see it. Whoa, that is a huge idea. Maybe the hugest of ideas. You are God. But when you think about it, is it really so far-fetched? Man is the only creature with the power to create and shape his world. To bring things into being by first thinking them into being. Because all things began in the mind, and then working to manifest them into physical reality. Listen here, Church of Reality. Who else has the power to create what do not exist before? God, of course. When you declare your I am nature, you are claiming your divine birthright and stepping into your role as God, proxy in this world. You begin to discover 
your purpose, which is to walk in divinity and declare God's will to man through your works and your actions. What does this mean? It means that in the same way that God's declaration becomes reality, your declaration becomes reality. When you state, I am, you inherit the same power to make your thoughts manifest in this reality. In this way, you move beyond want which is the source of misery and poverty of the spirit. As Buddha knew, instead of waiting and coveting, walk in your divine nature. Now, I have to stop and I have to explain this. Many of us grew up believing that Buddha was a god, or he's some kind of demigod, or he's some kind of idol that people worship. Well, that's wrong. Buddha was a prince. He stayed in the castle until he was about eight to 12 years old I want to say and he was tucking out by the guards and Buddha began to see people sick lame began to see people starving began to see people in all of this wickedness but he comes from good excellent a house with good morals He come from a mansion, a house, a mansion with good morals. He comes from a place of cleanliness. He never seen nothing nasty. He never seen a man lame. He never seen a man with leprosy. He never seen a man sick or starving. Buddha was not a god. He was a prince. But Buddha had to go out to find himself in the world. He didn't want to be a prince no more after seeing all that. Buddha, the man Buddha, started the meditation. And everybody have a statue to remember him as a Buddha, one who meditates. So he was not a god. He was a prince. He was a human like me and you. If you ever watch the story, me being Bishop Isaiah, I'm going to let you know, watch the story and you will see for yourself. He was not a god. He was a human like me and you. He's like a guru. Someone who stands in great authority, who leads many people to the straight path. Now, in this way you move beyond want, which is the source of misery and poverty of the spirit. 
as Buddha knew, instead of waiting and covating, walk in your divine nature. Now listen to this phrase. If you desire the thing, declare yourself to be that thing and it will manifest. If you desire to find house, you must be the house. If you desire to be the owner of a prosperous company, you must declare yourself to be that company. There is no difference between your being and that company, house, or whatever else is your possession. Passionate desire that is your divine power granted to you as part of your being by the Father. There is no greater inheritance. People will scorn you for not being consumed. Now, Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father in law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the far side of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that Though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. Exodus 3, 1 through 2. When you claim your I am nature, you will be as God in that burning bush on fire, but not consumed. This will be wondrous to you. As you feel your awareness of prophecy and God's purpose in your life, open up like a flower within you. And as you walk daily in the world, in the word, knowing you are progressing towards the Destiny God ordained for you even when the universe was formed. But when other people perceive your divine nature, they will be confessed. They will see that you are as the burning bush, but they, but that. But that you are not consumed. You see, most people can't see God in man. They crave miracles, but they want to see miracles that involve seas pertaining or pledges of locusts. Prefer- preferably, Preferably, raining down on people they don't like, and they fall to realize they fail to realize that the true miracle 
is the opening of the eyes of a person like yourself. The miracle is that God the miracle is that you are God and that you can be in flesh declaring yourself to be God and yet not be consumed by the spirit within you. How is that possible? That's the miracle. When your I am consciousness becomes aware of itself, you can live and walk in spirit and yet not in consumed by it. By becoming aware of the spirit within you, you become that spirit, that consciousness in a flame returned flame returned suit that lets your influence the spirit to create the works of God without being burnt by it. Do not be put aside from your purpose or discouraged by people who do not or cannot understand the nature of your true self, even as they cannot look away from the fire, the path of each life is a choice, and some will choose to become aware after you do, and others will never be aware at all. Do not pity them, but also do not listen to their negative or debating words. Be true to your divine truth. Are you aware of God's nature? The teachings in this part of the book are the foundation for all that comes later. The simple cosmic truth is that God wants you to walk in divinity and experience him the way you're supposed to. As his partner in bringing the word into flesh in this world. This goes against many traditions that insist God is angry. Punitive. And always seeking a reason to cast man into hell. That's absurd, absurd. If you are a reflection of everything that exists in God, why would he cast rage and retribution at himself? Why would he damn himself, learning the laws of thinking, turns many traditional Christian teachings on their heads and reveals 
them for what they really are. Methods of controlling fearful, small-minded people. When you wake up and start pertaining, pertaining of God's true nature, you begin pertaining of your own true nature, or to say it another way. Listen, if you're not aware of God's nature, you're not aware of your own nature. And listen to this. When you claim your I am nature, you will be as God in that burning bush on fire that not consumed. You won't know who... And what you are, and who and what you are, and okay, you want to know who and what you are, and who and what you can become until you understand who and what God is. You can only partake of a revelation that you have received as long as you are walking in a state of awareness you cannot have the things that god has decreed for you god is not a known No one. Whoa, I just blew your mind. Didn't I get used to it? That's going to happen a lot in the laws of thinking. But it's true. God is not a neon. A neon is a person, place, or thing. A, and God is all of the above. But above all, God is a force, a mind, an intelligent intellect, and a spirit. That spirit exists for one reason, above all others, to manifest change in the world. So if you take that idea to its logical conclusion you come to this God is a verb God is an action word remember God's remember God states that his name is I am I am is an action phrase that stems from the verb to be so to be God which is what you are is to be when you come into your I am awareness you are in action as God God is action God in you is a force to take action to create change in this physical reality God is the action itself, 
Once you are in an I am state of being, you are the action yourself. What does that mean? It means that once you declare your I am, you claim both the power and the responsibility to act on manifesting God's will on earth. When you say I am, you have just taken you just taken on a new acting role with God waiting to see the new action you are about to take. You are the actor, writer, director, producer, and the case of all things. The cause of all things. You must produce your cause, but make sure it's in line with God's cause. If it's a contrary cost, you will get contrary results. John 10.30 says, I and the Father are one. You must be in alignment of purpose with God if your actions are to bring forth the manifestation he desires. That's critically important. That's why it is vital to suppress your intelligence and your ego even as you are proclaiming yourself to be I am even as you partake of the divinity that God has granted you, you must not try to impose your own will on what God desire of you. You must be open to hearing God and to producing and creating what he has in mind for you to create. When you can set aside ego, not an easy thing for anyone to do, and keep your mind still at and at peace, you open yourself to being and conduct of ideas that come to you directly from God as long as there is that argument of mind and purpose. You experience the constant internal inflow of ideas and inspiration from God. You end up Mm-hmm. You. You end up copying from the source. It's like having the smartest kid in class always sitting next to you, always letting you copy off his homework. You wake in the morning alive with anointing and a flood of new ideas. 
new things to build and create new opportunities to sow and give. New wealth coming your way. It's a thrilling way to live and to serve the intent of the Lord. You want know who and what you are and who and what you can become. Now, we're going to end this by clearly understanding the law of becoming. We picked it up at Exodus chapter 7 verse 1. God bless.